my God. You know, it takes time to praise the Lord. It takes time to worship him. And certainly if you're worshiping him in the beauty of holiness, you know, it's not something that you want to rush through, but it's something you want to, uh, because you're entreating the Lord. And I want to thank you for joining us on this 31st day of December 2020. This is the last day of the year here in the U.S. and other places. I'm fully aware that, you know, they have transitioned over. And so I'm preparing actually for a, a another service this evening as well. And so I've been resting up, preparing for that at the church that I grew up in. And... Um, which is my home church, my, where my mother got saved and, and others that family and friends that I've known for a number of years that, you know, I'm going to be teaching there. But, you know, I want to thank you again for joining us on this day. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML on Thursday, uh, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That's Pomona, California. And, you know, uh, yep, you're inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm not going to stop telling you, there's no better place to be than the Word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. And so, you know, I'm I'm still right now, my heart is overwhelmed. I'm thinking about worshiping and, and magnifying the Lord. You know, uh, days and holidays and all of those things doesn't doesn't change what we do for the Lord. Uh, I don't hit the pause button of living a holy life unto the Lord, you know, because it's a, a celebration of some sort. But I include God in that, you know, and I, I was just as I was listening to the song uh, that I, I was just thinking about how uh, Isaiah said in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and you know it's just full of believers and everybody was praising and magnifying God the, the seraphims and uh, all the heavenly hosts and everyone that was present was just magnifying him and we don't know the song that they were singing but we but we do know this that that they were they were giving him the ultimate praise they were giving him his all and that's what we want to do. Throughout this year, I've talked about pouring myself out unto the Lord, you know, me, my personally, just pouring myself out, just giving my all unto God. And, you know, and I, my prayer is that you feel the same way that you're giving your all, you know, that that you're seeking to do all that you can do for the Lord. You know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful. I'm bold. And the church. Uh, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And you know, we're we're in the book of Acts. I was I was laying in bed uh, this morning and thinking about um, sort of outlining the day in my mind, you know, when I thought about uh, today being Thursday and another opportunity has presented itself to, you know, to for our listeners, for myself you know, for, uh, to get into the word of God and to minister the word of God this evening, uh, you know, before uh, going to the other service. And, you know, and I just thank God because we don't know, you know, 
I want you to just stop for a moment and think, what if, what if this is it? What if the Lord decides to come today? Could you say that you've given your all? Could you say that you've done your best? Could you say that, you know, or would it be filled with, uh, well, I would have, could have, should have, but I didn't, you know, all of that kind of stuff. We need to change because if we want to see the hand of God at work, if we want to see the miraculous, if we want to see the power of God, then we have to give ourselves into yielding. You know, someone's missing out on a blessing because someone didn't yield themselves unto the Lord. I was uh, out taking care of some things on the other day, and we're going to go into the word of God. But, you know, I was just taking care of some things. And um, and and there was a woman that I passed by and I felt in my spirit, you know, to speak to her. And, and you know, sometimes you don't know what to say. You wonder, what am I going to say to the person? You know, but it can start off with a, with a hello. How are you doing? You know, we all know how to make friends. And so I went to the car and I, I saw that she was about to, well, I thought she was about to leave, but uh, she wasn't. And I grabbed a, a track a invitation out of the car. I keep invitations in the car. And I went to her. And, but before I went there, I heard the Spirit of the Lord tell me to, to express to her that for her to call upon the name of the Lord, call on the name of Jesus. Uh, you know, I don't know what she may have been dealing with, but I gave her what was given to me. And, you know, the, the great thing about God is that someone plants a seed and another water and God gives the increase. So whether I was planting a seed or watering, it, it, I was obedient to what I was told and she was appreciative uh, as well. And so we have to yield ourselves unto the Lord. We have to yield ourselves, even when it seemed like it's a moment. Now, God, is he's not the author of confusion. He's not going to have you in the board meeting. Uh, you know, he'll give you words of wisdom and knowledge of how to conduct business in the board meeting. And when someone asks you, how did you come up with that great plan? Then you give the testimony and say, you know what? That was inspired by God. God gave me that. And so, uh, but he's not going to cause you to disrupt the meeting and start speaking in tongues and shouting on the table and all that kind of stuff. So just want to be straight with that. You know, God is, is the God of order uh, in the church and outside of the church. So tonight, you know, we're in the 13th chapter of Acts. We're still in the, uh, you know, and I'm just enjoying God. I'm appreciating him. And most of all, uh, walking in obedience to his word, walking in obedience. There's nothing greater you can do than to be found in the will of God. And in order to understand the will of God, you've got to get in the word. And, um, you know, so uh, the 13th chapter of Acts, I, I pray that you have had a, a wonderful day. Uh, if you're ending your day, if you're preparing to go out and be safe, uh, whatever you do, you know, uh, take the Lord along with you everywhere you go. If you're rising up, you know, or maybe you're at work already, then, um, you know, there, there are those on different continents that are listening to this broadcast and certainly I appreciate uh, their ear and their hearts. And, you know, and I, I ask that you would hold everyone up and pray. You don't have to know their name, but God does. And he knows exactly where they are. And the Lord may want to use you to send you over to another continent to minister or, uh, to someone or just to be in a service. This is being encouraged. However he wants to use you, you have to make yourself available, you know, by walking in obedience to the will of the Lord. Because that obedience and 
when God sends us into another place, when God uh, catches you away in the spirit, uh, you have to be in a walk in obedience even then. Because if you're not in obedience, this is for those that, that, that have experienced it. This is for those that will experience. And this is for those that, uh, that, that's like, what? Listen, when God catches you away in the spirit, and he does that uh, for not everyone, but some he catches away in the spirit and send them on to uh, a mission to do something. And you have to walk in obedience while you are there. Because when it's time to return, if you're not in the spirit of obedience, then you're you're not returning. You're not returning. And as a tree falls, that's how it lays. You know, and one day we'll touch on that even more. But I just want to encourage you to walk in obedience. The Bible tells us over in the book of Acts, Acts the 13th chapter, beginning at the 23rd verse. Uh, I'm going to start reading uh, some of the scriptures here. It says, uh, of this man's seed have God, according to his purpose, raised unto Israel a savior, David. Now, if you recall from the previous teaching in the 13th chapter of Acts, uh, uh, Paul is addressing, they had given Paul an opportunity to speak, him and, and um, uh, Barnabas was in the synagogue, they were, and so they were offered them hospitality and said, would you like to have words of exhortation? And they began to talk about David. And so of the seed of David, Jesus Christ was born. Now, Paul points them back uh, to David. Uh, he could have taken them back to Abraham. Uh, and walk them through all the patriots, but uh, but he only used as one witness, you know, and one witness could be enough to get the point across. Uh, are you willing to be a witness? Are you willing to be a witness for the Lord? You know, that's the, uh, the Lord has commissioned all believers to be a witness. We're all ambassadors for Christ. Now, there are different administrations. There are different gifts for different reasons. However, one thing is that we're all a witness, everyone. I'm a witness for the Lord. I love witnessing. I love talking about Christ. He's my hero. He saved my life. And, you know, he, 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 he done, he's done so much for me that, that uh, you know, uh, time this evening is not going to permit and I'm not going to go into it. But, but just so you know, uh, the Lord is my hero. You know, a witness is defined as a person that saw what happened. In Luke's first epistle, he talked to and, and listened to a number of witnesses to, uh, to uh, evaluate and collaborate their story, the accounts that they were given. And the Bible tells us as he wrote this epistle to, uh, to Theophilus, uh, it says, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are surely believed among us, even so, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministered of the word, it seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee in order, most, the, uh, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein uh, thou hast been instructed. You know, and that's what I want you to know. I want you to know the certainty of the things that, that I'm telling you, uh, the things that you've heard others say, the things that you have been instructed in concerning Christ Jesus. 
so that you can live a saved life. You can live a life that is honorable, uh, be a vessel of honor uh, rather than a vessel of dishonor. There are a lot of different vessels. Of, and so there are vessels of pot, pottery, there are vessels of, of silver, there are vessels of gold or wood. You know, you want to be a vessel that uh, God can use. And, and so with certainty, you know, we want to walk and understanding of what God is saying and what God is doing. And so uh, Paul spoke uh, that, that God had spoken to David and claimed that and, and said this about him, said that uh, he was a man after his own heart. Even with all his shenanigans, David had shenanigans like with you and I, uh, you know, and God had to work with David just like he's working and he's had to work with us. Nathan was the prophet God used to communicate his will to David. Now, I want you to understand something. David was a prophet also. And so uh, just like God used Nathan and God used David, he wants to use you. Now, remember, if David uh, took the place of, of the king. David took the place of Saul. And Saul uh, was given an assignment. And uh, in his assignment, Saul Wells said that uh, he feared men more than God. And so therefore he went against what uh, the prophet uh, had told him, uh, what Samuel, the prophet, had came and spoken to him, gave him an assignment, told him what to do. And he didn't do it. He feared the men. Don't fear men when it come to God. Fear God. Man can destroy the body, but God can destroy both the body and the soul. And so, uh, God used Nathan to communicate to David. You need to understand you cannot hear without the preacher and the preacher cannot preach unless he's been sent of God. Everybody is not of God. I'm sorry. I'm not apologizing for saying this, but I'm just sorry that no one told you uh, that you need a, a, a true person, a male or female. God uses both because there is no when it comes to God, it's neither male or female. And so the Lord has made that plain and clear. Uh, they, they went to Jesus. They tried to trip him up. They said, Lord, there was a woman. She was married. I'm paraphrasing this. And her husband died. The brothers, uh, you know, he had a bunch of brothers. They all uh, went in unto her and married her. And all of them died. Um, and they asked the question. He said, Lord, whose wife will she be? And he said, you know, he straightened them out. Told him, look, man, y'all tripping here. Don't you know from the scriptures that that there is no marriage there? Um, we're just like the angels. And so there is no, no one is going to be uh, in, in wedlock like that in glory. And so that's a, that's a subject to touch on at another time of what it's going to be like in glory. I'm telling you, and it's not called glory for nothing. It's going to be, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of excitement um, and a whole lot of uh, misconceptions that have been handed down from generation to generation because of the lack of knowledge. And that lack of knowledge is because they couldn't read. Uh, information was being held back from them. However, information has increased and you can read. You can pick up your Bible and read. You can pick up a science book and read. You can pick up an accounting book. You can pick up, pick up uh, something that's going to teach you some knowledge, uh, both naturally and spiritually. Feed your soul, feed your brain, 
you know, and learn something. And that's what God is expecting of his people. Uh, listen, you, you give God something to work with. And so the 24th verse says, when John had first preached before his coming, the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. Now, John, the son of Elizabeth and Zechariah, uh, called by God before his parents uh, even knew one another. Uh, the Bible tells us in Malachi uh, 3 and 1 said, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, uh, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, if you recall, Zechariah and Elizabeth were childless. And, you know, it was a woman's pride, you know, a wonderful thing for a woman to bear a child for a husband. She looked forward to that. However, it wasn't happening. And so uh, she was, that was something that burdened her, that sat in her heart, because there was people, like it is people today, that when they don't see something happening in your life, they they have a tendency to talk about you. They don't know the 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 root of it. They don't have the the slightest clue of what the reason is that something may not be occurring, but they're going to talk about you. They go and Elizabeth was talked about, and she felt bad. She felt that there was a reproach against her, and so um, you may have felt that way because you were looking for some things to happen. Certainly, I've had conversation with pastors with others that where they were talking with in ministerial councils and talking about the ministry and how uh, you have churches that don't have uh, a large number of people. And there are those uh, that make the comment say, well, they should close their doors. Well, listen, you need to understand. And, and, and first of all, there is a lack of understanding of why. And, you, and so because you don't know why, you judge the matter before it's time. And, and so uh, to the evangelists, those that say, I'm an evangelist, you know, and are you are you evangelizing? Are you out establishing churches? Are you allowing the Lord to use you? You know, uh, I've met evangelists that go and join churches with with, with multiple people and multiple uh, already with an established ministerial staff uh, that was established and they've already done the work. Some of them, because some did the same thing. They went and joined a church that was already established instead of helping to build one that needed assistance. So where's the spirit of God at in that? You know, if I hurt my foot, uh, my hand is going to reach down and massage my foot. It's going to massage my, my ankle, my leg, or, you know, wherever the pain is, it's going to, the other part of my body that's able to comfort that is going to is going to intervene is going to uh, help out where is the uh, we talk about the body of christ uh, when when my foot said ouch where is the hand at to help that uh when i when i got a little cut on my where is the the kiss the kiss the kiss my boo-boo you know all of that kind of where is it at where is it at but we have a word for the congregation that's already been established what about the one that needs help where is the ministry at for that? And so, therefore, you don't have a voice to say anything because uh, this this is Pastor Carl. I'm just telling you that I don't believe that is the will of God, that he sends gifts, and those gifts all clutter into one area. Now, when that occurred in the Bible, he sent persecution, and the, and the ministry 
begin to spread out. People begin to go and the gospel began to spread because of the persecution. And, and so uh, where are the gifts at? Where are the people at that say I'm an evangelist? Where are the people that say I'm a teacher? Where are those that say I'm called by God? But they only prophesy to the bishops. They only prophesy to the to the pastor. They only prophesy, you know, to the head. They, they don't even look out over. The, oh, there's somebody out there that's hurt. Uh, that there's somebody that just got out of jail. There's somebody that that was just overcoming that's that's been wheeled in uh, that need a touch from the Lord, not a show. They need God. Where's the spirit of the Lord? at? And so recall Zachariah and Elizabeth. They were childish. And that was a major concern expressed by Elizabeth. But the day came when God sent more uh, than a blue pill. And the Lord spoke to Zechariah and said that this time, next year, you, your wife is going to be with child. And I, I just believe that that when he received that word, he had some trouble digesting that because he was like, Lord, uh, well, the, the angel Gabriel that was speaking to him had told him that. And he said, well, I, I'm up in age now. You know, I, I'm shooting dust. And uh, he didn't use those words. But listen. Um, and the angel told him that you're not going to talk from this moment forward until this is fulfilled because you didn't immediately embrace the word of the Lord. And so he had to walk around speechless. But, you know, on his way, when he finished his duties and, you know, there was a meeting of him and Elizabeth and he had some pep in his step and some pride in his stride, you know, and here we have John. And so John pointed people to Jesus. First, by preparing them uh, to meet the Lord, the coming of the Lord. The Lord is coming. And so in order to get ready for his coming, you need to be baptized. And he baptized uh, using uh, repentance, which is forgiveness of sin. And so and that's that's what we're doing. Uh, that's what Cornerstone, Cornerstone Apostolic Church is doing. We're pointing you to Jesus. John was pointing people to Jesus and saying, get ready, get ready to meet the Lord. And that's what we're doing. We're telling people to get ready to meet the Lord. And that's what everyone should be saying is get your house in order. Get ready. Get ready to meet the Lord. John preached about the Messiah. There's no greater message to preach than Christ and him crucified. To talk about the word of God. I don't want to don't uh, to talk about other stuff. Uh, talk about Jesus. That's what the ministry has been about. And that is what the ministry will always be about uh, unless you have unresolved issues. Yeah, there are some that have some unresolved issues, and so they don't talk about Christ. Listen, when people start complaining about you preaching about Christ and him crucified, they're shooting themselves in the foot because that's where all blessed. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. No man come unto the Father but by me. So how can you not talk about Jesus? How can you not talk about the Lord? Yeah, I have a few jokes. I can I can tell you some things, and you know we can laugh about business, and we can have some lot of fun funny moments in which we do from time to time but when it comes down to god's business it's about him and there's some funny things that the lord has done and there are some things that because god laughs himself but i want you to understand that the ministry of the church the ministry of god's ambassadors is about him and those that refuse to talk about the lord has has some unresolved issues the bible tells us in psalms 14 and 1 it says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. Uh, there is none that doeth good. And that's what the fool says in his heart. And so the fool varies, varies away 
and, and goes away from the conversation of God. Now, I didn't, I'm not calling you a fool. I'm just saying that we, you know, if, if there are unresolved issues and you don't believe that there is a God, if you don't believe it in your heart, if you're arguing and saying, well, you know, if I preach Christ and him crucified, if I preach the power of God, if I preach about the, the tearing for the Holy Ghost and seeking after God, uh, you know, um, the people are not going to hear it. Well, how are they so going to be saved? A car don't save you. There are people that have left here throughout this year uh, that were well off and they did not take any of the substance that they had with them. You want what God has for you and you're not going to get it without Christ. The 25th verse says, and as John fulfilled his course, he said, whom think ye that I am? I am not he. Uh, I'm preaching Christ, but I'm not him. I'm, 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 I've been given a gift like every other minister that have been actually called into the ministry. They have an assignment and their assignment does not make them God. It does not make them greater than. Uh, we're here to talk about the one that the scripture uh, has said from Genesis to Revelation that he comes low. I come in the volume of the book. Uh, behold, he cometh after me. The one that I'm talking about is coming after me whose shoes of feet I am not worthy to lose. Now, in the Jewish culture, from my understanding, is that the slaves uh, were not even worthy to untie the master's shoe, uh, you know, whoever their owner. But listen, uh, John placed himself down that low and said, even though I've been called of God, uh, the, the spirit of the Lord is on me. He understand what his position was. He said, I'm not worthy to loose his shoes, his laces. I'm not worthy to do that. I'm here to talk about him, but I've humbled myself. Uh, the scripture says that John fulfilled his course. He preached Jesus. He pointed the people to the savior, point the people to God. Don't, don't point them themselves. I'm not God. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm, I'm not a, a doctor when you physically are ill. I, I can pray for you. I can pray that God forgive your sin. And, you know, uh, and the Bible tell us to do that. It call for the elders of the church. And, and so, um, and, and which I am. And so, and every pastor is, and no matter what title they have, uh, it, it's, it's embodied within that. Uh, and so he preached Jesus and pointed the people uh, to the Savior. Now, John had his moments. Uh -huh. John had his moments. As great as John was, uh, he had his moments like you and I. And, uh, you know, he was going through some rough times and he felt uncertain. You, you know, remember John had told the, the king, uh, said, listen, said, man, it's not lawful for you to be having your brother's wife. So, you know, you, you tripping, you, you sleeping with your brother's wife, y'all sneaking around from tent to tent and doing all kind of stuff. Uh, and that's not cool. Well, um, she didn't like that. And so she had her daughter to go out and to do this dance. And it was some dance because because um, uh, the king and everybody was so happy. The king said, I, I'm, I'm going to give you whatever you ask for, even some of the riches of the kingdom. And her mother told her to ask for John's head. The Bible tells us in Matthews 11, the 11th chapter, verse 2 through 5, it said, Now when John had heard in prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, 
Lord, are you going to get me out of this mess? That's not what the scripture says, but listen, uh, John sent two of his disciples. It's, it's implied John is looking uh, here for some sort of comfort. The Bible says, and he said unto him, art thou he that should come or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, go and show John uh, again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight. Some evidence there. The lame walk, the leopards are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. So for sure, you know that Christ healed those that couldn't see. Blind eyes were open. For sure, you know that those that were crippled, lame, couldn't walk, or received strength and was able to do so. Leopards that were clean, that needed cleansing from their body parts, uh, rotting away and falling off of them, received miraculous healing. Those that could not hear can now hear. And there were people that were dead. Uh-huh that were that died and was raised up and the poor who was not uh, privileged to receive the gospel had it preached to them like john we need to be reminded that uh, that is not always about us and that's what john was john you know it's not about you it's about the work john you you feel fulfilled your course but i i want you to understand something also there are times that it is about us it's not always about us, but there are times that it is about us. There are times it is specifically about you. When the Lord healed that healed the one that was blind, that was specific for them. When he healed those that was lame, the leopard and the deaf and raised up, it, that was specific for them. Others saw it and benefited, but it was specific for them. They were blessed by that. There are times that it is about us. The 26th verse says, men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham and whomsoever among you fear God, to you is the word of salvation, this salvation sent. The word is for those that fear God. It's not for everybody. The word is for those that fear the Lord. Now, there may be somebody that pretend that they don't fear God. They might be pretty bad when it come down to, you know, to uh, Bubba standing there and Bubba's looking very, uh, uh, very um, uh, intense, you know, uh, but Bubba has a fear of God in his heart. He may not display it to you, but he know who God is. And, and so uh, all you have to do is let the Lord use you and he'll touch Bubba's heart. And so it's, uh, it's about the most precious and only savable existence there is. And that is your soul. It's about your soul. That is who and what the word of salvation is for your soul. He that have an ear, let him hear. Why? Because your soul is at stake. The 27th verse says, for they that dwell in Jerusalem and the, their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath. Uh, there's, there's a danger here. There's a red flag. Matter of fact, if I had one, I would be waving it right now. I would be giving all kind of warnings because uh, every, uh, the scripture, of the prophets, the voice of the prophets, which is read every Sabbath, 52 Sundays. They have fulfilled them in their, and they're condemning him. They heard the word. Everybody hearing the word is, listen, the word is going to fulfill in your life and it's going to fulfill in mine. But how the word fulfills 
is what is going to be the difference between uh, standing in God's presence and not being in his presence. The 28th verse says, and they found him, they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they Pilate that he should be slain. They asked Pilate, slay him, kill him, you know, don't set him free, crucify him. They didn't know what they were doing, as so many do not know what they're doing. They don't know what they're saying, but they do it anyway. They're fulfilling the scripture. They're fulfilling the word of God. Now, blindness had them. Blindness had them, and for a good reason, it had them. Psalms uh one eighteen and twenty two said the stones with the builders refused to become has become the head of the corner, and you know that that particular stone is the head of the corner now, and the Bible tells us in First Corinthians two and eight, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They were they couldn't they 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 didn't know, they didn't know. And for good reason, we're going there. And so Romans 11, 25 and 26 says, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own consent, that blindness in part had happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. So, and so all Israel should be saved as it is written. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them, when I shall take away their sin, as concerning the gospel. They are enemies for your sake. But see, what they did in crucifying Christ was for you and I. It, uh, uh, but as touching the election, they are beloved of the fathers. So this is, what, this is one of those moments that it's about you. This is one of those moments that it's about me. Had they not been partially blinded, and if they would have accepted Christ, then Daniel's vision, uh, the vision, go back and read the chapters 10, 11, 12 of Daniel, uh, the vision in which Daniel had regarding the Messiah and him being crucified uh, would have ushered in the uh, eschatology that he saw. The end of all things would have occurred. That would have been it. Uh, the rapture, uh, the, the catching up, uh, that would have occurred. Uh, we would not, I would not be sitting here talking about the gospel of Christ right now, uh, you know, and pointing you to Jesus and, and doing all that I can to uh, as much time as given uh, to, to point you unto him and to say, look, uh, for God, you, you should live and for God, you should all things exist in him, do his will, because it, it, there wouldn't be a need for that. The tribulation period would have been over a new heaven and new earth would have been established. So those that went to the old heaven, uh, those that are so desirable to go there would have, listen, get in the word of God to understand what I just mumbled off. <laughs> so listen, there's going to be a new heaven and there's going to be a new earth and then the righteous are going to have it. No one else is going to be there that is not in the word, the will of God. The word represents his will. The 30th verse says, but God raised him from the dead and he was seen many days of them, which came up from him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. Listen, 
2020 will be as far as yesterday. But the moment we have, uh, each of us have is right now. And we need to do it. We need to do whatever God has for us to do and be consistent. We need to be consistent. You know, understand God wants to use you. He wants to use you. Uh, you know, God, allow the gift of God to work in your life. Listen and respond to the moment that God speaks. Paul and Barnabas was presented an opportunity and they seized that moment. Now, Paul was speaking. Barnabas was there listening and saying, amen, and whatever, you know, I don't know exactly what he was saying, but I believe he was in agreement with the word of God because Barnabas was a minister. And he was and he was there uh, as an encouragement to Paul when no one else, when they were afraid of Paul, uh, he was there to take him under the wing and to uh, uh, help him in the ministry. And so let's all be friendly to someone. Allow Proverbs 18 and 24 to work in your life. I want to remind you to read Deuteronomy 20, 28 chapter, the entire chapter. Don't stop at, the, at after the 10th verse. Read all of it. Read all of it. You ain't got to read it all in one setting, but read it. And, and know when God flips the script, when he flips the scripts, when he reverses the usual or the existing position in a situation, when he does something unexpectedly or uh, a revolutionary, he wants to use you for that. God wants to use you. When God flips the script, he wants to use you just like he did David. When Saul got out of the will of God, God used David. And God continued to use. Now, the Lord told, the, told Abraham, he said, the nations are going to be blessed because of your seed. We are part of that blessing. And when we place ourselves in, into the position in which God has for us and we allow the Lord to use us, then we will also, it's not enough to, to, to uh, just, I want the blessings. I, I want someone to prophesy in my ear. No, you want to be used by God. And you want the gifts that God has given you to be at work in your life, you know. And so, therefore, share the gospel with a stranger. Uh, be a seed planter. Be a water. You don't know which one, you, but just do it. You'll be one of them. You don't have to. It doesn't matter. You don't need to know which one. All you need to do is allow God to use you and so that he will give the increase so that he can bless that soul. That's the most important thing that there is that souls are blessed. And let me tell you, God will use you in a, in a job interview. God will use you wherever he want to use you at and secure you and and just allow the Lord to use you. That, that's what I want to say. That's what God wants you to know is that he wants to use you. You, you who thought that he didn't want to use you. Yes, the Lord is talking to you. Uh, I messed up. God still wants to use you. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. God wants to use you. You know, God knows how to use those that don't know, you know, and he'll teach you. He'll teach you uh, through the ministry. He'll teach you through your pastor. You know, the watchman that watches for your soul will teach you. Uh, I'm praying for you and I, I ask that you will continue to pray for me as well. If you're looking for a place of worship, to serve the Lord, stop by, ask God to lead you, you know, and uh, so that you can fulfill your ministry. Again, if you've been blessed by the message, you know, this, this short exhortation, the talking 
about the word of God, the teaching on the word of God, you know, please spread the word, send a link to someone else so that they can join in on, uh, on Podbeam, you know, uh, iHeartRadio and whatever, you know, podcast service they're using and, and so that they can be blessed. I want you to remember that the songs featured are the respective property of the psalmists, the artists, and their producers. And with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, Lord God, that, Lord, we thank you for the time that you've given us throughout this year. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy and your grace, Lord, for bringing us uh, to this appointed time, Lord God, that we've been able to talk about your word, Lord God, and to uh, be a blessing to others, Lord God. And thank you for those that have been a blessing to us as well, Lord God, just by listening uh, and having hearts to, to tune in. Lord God is a blessing, and I thank you for that. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would keep those that are traveling, those that are uh, in the company of others. You know the need, you know the, the, the prayer request, the unspoken request. Just pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, uh, if, as you tarry, Lord God, bless us to fulfill your will in our lives, to do your work, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We'll be careful to give your name praise and glory. Amen. Amen. I want you to remember this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. Be blessed. Amen.